0: Bye.
1: Dick here, how's it going, Rubik? Hey, hey, mate, good. Um, been had a week off, so refreshed, ready to go. Awesome, <laughs> awesome.
0: Yeah, last week uh, it was nice to have uh, Tomahawk on for the uh, special episode, and it worked out that your computer was under repair and had some content to put out, anyways.
1: Yeah, and uh, I'll listen to it. It was um, funny that you both had that experience about how appointed is in the right way for the Immutable Advocate program. <laughs> it was like you're telling the same story. It was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, it, it was also pretty cool. We got a
0: nice little shout-out from Robbie in the uh, community town hall and did a little nod to our podcast. So thank you, Robbie, for uh, hopefully listening and getting some good insights on IMX and GameStop.
1: Yeah, I was listening to that live and um, just I was on a different account. There wasn't a Rubik in the chat, so I couldn't really comment. Um, but at the time, I was sitting there watching and like, what the hell? I wasn't expecting that. That's cool. So, yeah, thanks for that, Robbie and the uh, Mutable team for shouting us out and you know, helping us get this out to more people. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, it definitely helps. And um,
0: saw a slight uptick in, in listening after that. So, that's that's really cool. Appreciate it. Yeah. So uh, I think one of the first topics we should talk about um, are some of the new signings or partnerships uh, from IMX. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. There's so been three. There's been three since so far. Yeah. You want to get started on one of
1: them? Uh, I guess we can start off on Crivixia. Um That's the MMO that they signed, but that's a a game that's actually live at the moment um, in open beta, I believe, um, on the Polygon network. It's actually cross-chain with a number of chains, I believe. Correct, um, correct, but- actually. Um, I purchased um, a couple
0: weapons from the set on Polygon, um, and I saw that there were some high-level weapons that were like one... Um, or two, 1.5 Matic, so I, I grabbed, grabbed those to
1: check it out. Uh, the, the price that our, our skins should cost, if you ask me, about $1.50. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah. And, uh, it, it, I had some spare Matic just sitting there, and I was like, hey, I might as well grab a, a weapon and, and see what it's all about.
1: Yeah, well, they actually made an announcement that they s- signed with uh, Miria, the the immutable carbon copy um chain so i was that's another one that's come out from mirio to immutable from so oh i i don't know what their plans are are they plans on staying cr- cross-chain are they uh is it the immutable zk evm again that that they're enticed by you know the the is it going on in polygons on your own or in in proof of stake if you want to move it up to ZKVM the benefits of being on the immutable version of it is way faster passes it, it makes it, it's a no brainer for games to choose immutable rather than going on the polygon directly themselves which we've discussed many times of all those reasons so we no, no need to go into them again but it was interesting to see that they also had a um a nice little upgrade of their graphics today um or last couple of days in twitter which is if that was the reason i never played it I just thought it was a little bit too pixelated for my, you know, back to the old EverQuest days. If we're going to play pixelated, I'll go back to EverQuest. But um, right. their new graphics, of, did you see that screenshot it's I did. of them? It looks really nice. If they can get that kind of graphics, I might have to um, take them up on their offer and give it a go.
0: Yeah, I was actually looking at it right now. Um, it, it looks it looks really, really nice, actually.
1: mm um yeah so interesting to see how that turns out um and and uh i'll be following it to see when they get onto immutable
0: yeah exactly and i I think we're gonna see a lot more of this um you know cross-chain multi-chain um uh movement as well um really i think we're seeing that with the playing field of web three gamers, um, you know, it's around maybe 500,000 wallets that are actively playing, uh, right now. And, mm-hmm. um, when you, when you look at it, whatever a game hat, whatever playing base or player base, like, a game has currently in say one blockchain, um, the gain of being able to take something that's already playable and be able to move it over to something like uh, Immutable and that has already a, a pretty large player base and then introduce it to them. And then it's kind of like those people tell their friends and then those people tell their friends, you know, and it,
1: mm-hmm. it's,
0: you know, almost like a word of mouth uh, style because there's really there's so many games out there right now. Um, yeah so it it I think it's something that we're
1: gonna start seeing a lot more of um I think yeah I think we got that as a talking point actually yeah, for absolutely. later on in the in the show, so we'll go into a bit more depth on that later on yeah well, but and, um yeah the, the what was the other game they announced three yeah are you bun the oh you bun yeah yeah it's like a manga are you into manga or anime? Um
0: I'm into anime a little bit. Yeah, I watch I watch with the kids. Um my my older son is quite a bit into anime. So when I uh when I watch I watch with my my kids. I grew, yeah, up, I'm, I'm... grew up watching like Naruto and stuff though too. So I have I've have quite a bit of respect for for that and um all my friends pretty much were were into it as well.
1: Yeah, it's um, gonna be honest with you, it's not something that's really caught my fancy. Like I like cartoons, um, and that's what I used to call them. I don't the cartoons and manga slash um, you know, um, the anime is different. You know, like it's just that style, Japanese style to it, which, which I just, I just don't. really. I never got into it. So you know, probably gonna lose a lot of people. You know, <laughs> they're gonna shoot me in the street but um yeah, yeah it's... i mean it,
0: it's not it's not for everyone and i know that like growing up um i think my my first real intro to uh anime or anything manga like that was like uh the movie akira and mm. uh it, that was like pretty brutal <laughs> so like I, mm. I always expected that type of uh crazy story but then um I, I got introduced to, like I said, Naruto uh, in probably 8th grade or ninth grade. And uh, that was probably one of my first real forays into anime. And then um, maybe a little bit later in life, I, I watched a little bit more. But um, now with my kids, I, I typically watch with them.
1: Oh, well, that's, um, it'd be interesting to say it looks like it's a, a mix between... Move to earn and fight to earn. So, um, you know, discovery as well as a bit of a game in there as well. So I haven't really looked into it too much myself that game, but it's never even heard of it before. it signed with Immortal, um, so I'll definitely follow it and see what it's got to what it comes out with when it's out. Um, I think something's out already. They've got like a leaderboard ranking system, so there might it actually might be out already. We'll, we'll see. Uh, it Might be in uh, close close beta or something. And the other one, the third game that they announced was just recently, which one was that one again? Um, it was, uh, I've gone blank mate. Do you know which one it was? The third, just the most recent one? Um, Here is the. is, I'm looking it up right now, Overlord XYZ. Ah, that's, yeah, that's odd. That's, I've never heard of them either. Like they're huge.
0: Yeah, it's like... It's, it's like a competition ecosystem, um, almost like a, it's, I don't, I, I don't know how to explain it. Um, it's like a universe of gaming, TV, animation, fashion. Um, it has its own coin. Um, they have something called Creeps, Creeps mm. Community. Um which has, like, something they call the Lizard Lounge, uh, which is the community's town hall. Um, They're Genesis characters of the Overlord universe, universe, it says. Um, Overlord is their main brand profile. Mm. And uh, C.B. Creeps, C-R-C-E-P-Z is the community fun profile, they say.
1: Two hundred and twenty million dollars of trading, secondary trading on those creeps. Yeah. That, that is incredible, <laughs> right? That's like one of the biggest gaming, I think the second biggest gaming based yeah. um trading volume, which I like yeah, this. Crazy. It says WTF is is overlord. Uh a gaming
0: and entertainment brand invading household galaxy households galaxy wide via blockchain TV animations, streetwear, fashion an ecosystem coin so um a lot like the uh the momoguro team uh taking the Mm. tv animation and um and running with that as well which is a very large um ecosystem in itself
1: yeah so if you're if for me for me nfts and gaming are not a Rev- are not a you know like a complete change you know paradigm shift in gaming like oh, I think there's going to be models different models for fun, for um all types of games to exist maybe free to play will end but like what doesn't make sense is well sorry if you're going to buy an NFT like the value in it in gaming is 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 its use and if you're only going to play that game for three months or six months then How does that impact the value of that NFT? You know, this trading of it, all that kind of stuff. It becomes pretty, no, not not needed. You know, if you if it's so, in my opinion, that is, and that's why I think you're seeing a lot of these games in the NFT space create these ecosystems of IP because that's makes sense. Unless it's a long-term game, like a game we're going to talk about later on, Sparkadia, Sparkball. You know, like a game that has people coming back over and over again for years. The NFTs aren't gonna be worth as much. If you're if you're making a, a, a fun game that's gonna be a three month, six month game to play, then you've put it down until the next patch comes out or then then that's where I think why this drive to IP cross cross platform, cross product types is you know makes sense and it's a pretty smart move for, for companies.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And they actually have um, it's a pretty impressive animation reel that they have in their um, creeps community uh tweet that they that they did um nice. there you know a lot of it reminds me of um you know robot chicken the uh seth green um yep. late night shows and and things like that and um they have some simpsons stuff in there as well and um really neat uh animation style it says producing a netflix worthy animation with multi-emmy award winners, Stupid Buddy, which uh, I believe those are the people that actually have done exactly. Award-winning Robot Chicken, uh, Crossing Swords, uh, Marvel's MODOK and Blark and Son. There's quite a lot they have done as an animation studio themselves. So um, that's pretty darn impressive.
1: Yeah, I think it's a good signing for Immutable, that's for sure. It'll be interesting to see how much they incorporate into the ZKEVM platform when it, when it goes live, if it's going to be a complete shift. And I think, as we said before in the past, the ability to move contracts straight onto without modification onto the Immutable system right. may see... We'll see that more likely to be the whole ecosystem move over rather than where in Stark X it's just, you know, they have certain aspects that are benefit for that and not everything. So yeah, I'll be following that one as well to make sure it's uh, or will not make sure, but to see, to follow it and see how the transition goes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, w-
1: Welcome to immutable uh, creeps.
0: Yeah. yeah awesome. <laughs> it's, it's really great to have, um, projects like that, that have, um, you know, a rich background to come over and bring, bring actually st- stuff with them, you know, so that's really good to see um mm. and and that kind of that kind of rounds out what actually the next
1: the, what's that actually there's one other one that I've been uh it's not a, it hasn't been a mentioned I just, I was just doing you know a bit of research uh-huh. and um there's this um game c it's called metaverse something I can't remember what that is but they've rebranded to Legion Arena just recently and I've never heard of them but they've got a they've got a collection on Immutable right now since December 2021. <laughs> so, really, um, yeah, um, they're arming and iron about where to be. They're, they're, it's between Polygon and and um, and Arbitrum. They're not. They haven't made the decision. They're actually going to build their contracts on Ethereum Layer One, which is, we had a bit of a discussion in their in their Discord about it. Um, but they they are. Um, I explained to them ZKVM and their look at how that works with Polygon. So, you know, there's people pushing them to go to Arbitrum because of the TVL P- Arbitrum has, but it's like, you know, it's all DeFi stuff. It's hardly any gaming stuff at all. Right. And I've said that to them, you know, like that's not going to get you gamers. <laughs> you know, like it's going to get you people that want to speculate and buy your, your tokens and that is that what you're looking for. Or if you're looking for gamers, then maybe consider immutable again so yeah I had a bit of a conversation with them and yeah legion arena I have a little um uh what's it called a um a trailer just come out it's a tabletop um like tactics game which is my favorite type of game these days now I'm getting older so you know playing sparkball with you earlier on today you know you I'm, I'm getting behind the eight ball I think get a bit too old for that these kids are destroying <laughs> me so I think I, was, I think I go back to tabletop games. Um, like it's kind of like a in the Shardbound and Ar- Aridania in that style. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're quite an interesting game. Um, they're being built out of Singapore. Um, I'll put a link in into one yeah, of my I'll tweets. Have to, I'll to... Have to
0: check that out.
1: Yeah, and uh, get our community to go and join their Discord and tell them to join Immutable instead of Arbitrum.
0: Yeah, I'm good for that. <laughs> yeah. And then, right, sorry, uh, that, ch- no, it's fine. It it kind of leads into our next uh our next little topic here is you know the the massive quarter that uh that IMX had um in terms of signings they had more signings in the last quarter than they have in their history. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, so together.
0: so that's pretty huge.
1: That was um, announced on the on the on the town hall. Uh, it's called kind of quarter one was more signings of games in quarter one, than their history, which Robbie has said is now over 200, um, as of late June, was over 200 now games that they've got signed. And he said something quite interesting as well, that it was well funded games and that they categorize games into five categories, just like the NFTs, common, uncommon, rare, epic and legendary. And that rating is based on funding that the game has got. And 200 rare, epic, and legendary games signed, not not including all the ones like some others that we're about to discuss that it might be leaving this ecosystem. So, that's, yeah, very interesting. That's pretty
0: massive, you know. Um, yeah. But, but it, it's to be expected because when you look at the number of, or you, you look at the number of of how much um, has been poured into Web3 gaming uh, in the last couple years. Um, it had to be something like that number of, of games because there was just a massive pour of money into uh, the Web3 gaming ecosystem over the last two years.
1: Yeah. And also on further news to that um, signing is... Um, the VP of sales um, at a who I've talked to uh, said that at June uh, 25th, that they were very close to having their next biggest quarter of all time as well. So as in, no, the, ne- the biggest quarter of all time. So be- wow. just beating quarter one as well. So the, the graph that they've showed is that the way they rate, the the graph is just like, it's at that exponential growth point now. So they just need to come out with ZK EVM when it's meant to be out in June, they said. So it's now delayed to July, I assume. And they they said June, maybe July. So it's definitely in July now. But would like to see that ZK EVM come out so we can start to see some of these, you know, these games. We'll start to you able to see them building on, on testnet and, maybe yeah. get an insight into the 125 games we do not know about <laughs>
0: exactly exactly and I, I know that um, Loopring has some stuff coming up next week and uh, I'm hoping that it, it's uh, some some more push towards the ZK EVM um, with Tyco and um, also it could have some other implications uh, for for their mobile wallet'll'll we'll, we'll keep our our ears. Peeled here to see what that is.
1: Mm. Um, and, they said scaling, didn't they? So yeah, Scaling news. So. Yeah. So I think
0: this is something pretty big. Um, I, I hope it has something to do with Apple Pay as well. Um, that
1: would be huge. Mm. Um, the, uh, this kind of ties into our next subject as well: the consolidation of blockchains it does, it um, does. and how we're st- how we're starting to see that. And what. It, w- why, why it ties in is the first um, big consolidation we've seen is BNB and Optimism um, that they're they chain so uh, BNB has so many games on it there's like a thousand crypto games and I think about 500 live but there are all a lot of them are just absolute garbage yeah they're just so, but I, games, I, you know they're not yeah.
0: they're not anything new and groundbreaking
1: yeah and there are some good games on them coming out and you know I found out a new one called Fusionist. It looks pretty cool. Um, I was just doing some research on on BNB BNB to 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 just work out what this OP BNB thing is. And I found out like, the problem with BNB is it's it's really bad. It's T TPS is really low, um, transaction per second, and it's time to finality is really bad as well. And it's getting so clogged that it already without even a big game on it, it can't handle the transaction. So there's causing all these like uh, block errors and things like that. So they're looking for scaling solutions. And the, actually that fusionist game is building a, like a, a, a layer two on top of BNB, their own one. Why you do that? I've got no idea, but now, so I think the optimism partnership is to get that extra TPS, TPS. But Yeah. The transfers, but that, that, that makes
0: it kind of, um, troublesome because in the optimistic roll-up uh how it works is um when when something on that lower layer layer does that other layer does have a finality problem um you're you're now just taking that block and uh throwing a giant wrench in there because part of the optimistic roll-up is assuming that it's right um So,
1: well, that's, um, and like why, why that was tying in to the loop ring announcement and, you know, even with, they do merge and, or even if BNB becomes optimistic, optimism, optimistic rollups are very limited in their TPS, they, they're very limited in their scaling and, and creating extra subnets on top of them and things like that, they're, they're at their end game already. And Loopring, I know that Starknet has a claim of over 1 million TPS um, coming out very soon. So, this is using zero knowledge, you know, validium roll ups and different types of roll ups, Starks and Snarks. Um, and Loop, the technology is getting there to the point where where they're nearly ready to, to solve these technical problems and get out comp- so scale becomes no issue at all. Right. right. So and so this in partnership, again, it just feels like two chains that are obsolete coming together for clout. You know, to look at us, we're going to be great. We're going to join our powers together. But very soon, Loopring with Tyco, StarkNet and Polygon and all these other chains that are building zero knowledge is going to come out with 1 million plus TPS. TPS. Exactly. And that and, and their five hundred to five thousand are gonna be completely and utterly obsolete.
0: And the the way that they're able to do that, like um even is um a portion of the loop ring stuff is done off chain and then put back on chain when needed, right? And that allows um you to put some of the TPS, some of the that stuff onto a much faster pipeline than, than previously capable of doing um and that makes things a lot faster um so when you're talking about like telos they had uh they have a a very fast transfers per second they're they're at about fifteen thousand tps which is still pretty high compared to to layer one but that is uh that's funny
1: they claimed 10,000 just a couple of weeks ago so now all of a sudden it's 15,000 is it yeah so they claimed 10,000 and that was in a theoretical and then when
0: Mm. they actually went out and did the testing they said they were able to get to 15,000 just over 15,000 so uh, pretty pretty high speed there um but still not as as high speed as what we're going to be seeing from the, the zero knowledge.
1: Hmm. But there's um, you know, there's other. I found Oasis is that Japanese um, another optimistic roll up technology. Correct. Um, company that's. Uses the word verse every second word when they're talking, which is such a painful experience for starters. And while I'll never play a game on them, like if you're going to just throw out meta and verse just to try and suck people in, it's, you're just completely irrelevant in my mind from day one. Like, create some great tech, talk about it, but you know, on the verse layer, on the meta layer, all this weird stuff, man. And but XPLA, another blockchain from the United Arab Emirates, are struggling to get traction, and so. Oasis and them have joined together. So again, that's another. Let's join forces and bring our powers together because we're losing the battle, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but Oasis did make a fun, interesting signing recently. They signed um, Ubisoft's um, game uh, champion or champion something. I saw um, that it's this just,
0: morning, actually.
1: Yeah, it's but it's called an experimental game. Like it's like. Hey NFT haters, we're just experimenting. Look, we wrote experimenting. <laughs> it's like they can't they just will not jump in because of their fear of being cancelled by the NFT haters and headline readers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, but it, it's it's gonna be interesting. Nevertheless, it's still a good sign for Oasis and you know, if they do come out with being with, you know, some good quality games and the text, but the, I, I read about them as well. I was doing some research. Their finality is 40 seconds. So if you do a transaction, you have to wait 40 seconds for it to update to you or to be updated on the blockchain anyway. So you, it, it limits how you can... Um, Utilize you know, it in game, yeah. Well, you know, you can you could write a code that, you know, while, while it's... You know, you do a transaction. You can use it the item, maybe I don't know. It's but it's it just means the developer has to think about that, right? Whereas less than one second on Avax and Immutable, the two chains I you know like the most. Um, you know, you, you don't have to worry about that. If it doesn't hit, if it is a failed transaction, the user knows it for one second, hit try again. You know, yeah. you've got to wait 40 seconds and come back to him. Hey, that transaction you did 40 seconds ago failed. Can you just run it again? Yeah, you, like, just you, you would have
0: to like turn it into some sort of crafting system mechanic where like, hey, you start your crafting and, and come check to see if it, if it actually crafted the item. <laughs> but,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and like what, what I don't <laughs> understand is why would a game developer choose a platform that has limited Tech what what is the reason for them to make that decision that's what I'm uh is it going to be a case of you know the best tech doesn't doesn't uh the best tech doesn't win and then you know like the VHS beta kind of argument where beta was apparently better and VHS won everyone uses that example like is it that close of technology these other technologies to what Immutable has and what polygon zK EVM has in Avax As, comp- to To enable them to win, luckily in the long run, because we know there's not going to be twenty blockchains with games on it in the future. No, it, it will. Cons-
0: it, it's really. It's going to come down to um, which one has the less friction. Um, and honestly, when you're talking about forty second finality times, that doesn't seem like zero friction to me. So, <laughs> um, I, I, that's basically how I see it. Um. So
1: yeah, I reckon there'll be. 10 chains that win at the first two, three years and then there'll be all these consolidations continue like we're starting to see now already, but real big consolidations to get it down to 10 because there's like about 100 or 200 that I've heard of chains. Like there's one called Reef Chain. Like I just heard about that some old, you know, this big name game called Ultiverse is, you know, just signed up with them, wanna, 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 you know, a contract with them. A quarter grant for them, and they're going to build on there now. And it's like 450 TPS, and um, that one's over a minute of finality. So it's it's um interesting how I think in the long run, though, there'll be probably five big chains that survive because then they won't survive all this grant money, all this VC money. When they're not bringing back the returns, they're going to stop being able to you know, they're going to run out of money and have to to stop. So, right, um, yeah, yeah. Mm. anyway, that's um.
0: I, I think it kind of brings in like the the cross chain um, strategy of a lot of these um some of the gains uh in their raising rounds as well as some of their mints uh, they may not have gotten the reach that they expected or they feel that they can get uh some more funding from from minting on it on another chain um and we're going to see a lot of these games not make it right um and yeah. and i think that's that's a sad thing but it's a necessary thing to make sure that web3 gaming doesn't um get stuck as web3 gaming and we just eventually we just call it gaming you know and and mm. i don't want there to be such a lull or such a very long um, growth period that that we never see that, you know. And I I think that some of the cross chain strategy positioning is a cash grab, and some of it is a absolute uh, necessity because there are there are certain limitations to being only on one chain and that's visibility right now. And, um, Mm. being able to get more eyes on, on anything and everything that, that we're, we're doing in the space is big.
1: Yeah. Well, 95% of games don't make profitability right now outside of web three. So why is web three going to change it? It's not, you know, it's just, it's just not going to change it. And, what they're doing, in my opinion, is exactly what you're saying, but a little bit more targeted. You know, getting eyeball. Even like Dark Count Country, that um, game that was on Wax and on Flow, announcing they're coming to make it on IMX. I've not heard anything about that IMX release. They went on for about two, three weeks. And it's about whitelist and play our game and marketed to the IMX community and never did Never did that release on it. Maybe they. Maybe I'm. They're going to do it it still.
0: Yeah, I didn't see it
1: either. It's like it's a great strategy if you're struggling to get players, and you you what what's you know we see this a lot happen on immutable games. Announce they're coming to immutable, so we've got to start keeping our eye out for ones that actually are coming, not actually just trying to do what you're saying, trying to stay alive by getting new players.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I kind of feel like Blocklords did a little bit of that. And, and I, I wasn't too happy with that. Um, and I still kind of am uh, a little uh, annoyed with, with what they're doing. Um, there's been a lot of wash trading at, that I've seen. Um, mm. But, I mean, if they are are committed to staying with um, Immutable and, and not, um, you know, running, that... i i I do see a lot of potential in the game so um it it has a very civ civ 4 or 5 feel you know like you're you're building your your empire type thing and and you have hunters and farmers and everything like that it's really it's pretty cool um
1: so but yeah i wonder i wonder if they they went to polygon is is there any like they've gone cross chain and and you log in to blockchain And you have like two menus that you can change between IMX and Polygon, and it's just an absolute nightmare. Like from a user experience point of view, like this is why I'm not a big believer in cross chain. Like it, 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 I don't think it's going to be the future of gaming. Isn't going to be cross chain. You're not going to be able to like Altura sells their market, their, their um, you know, their their capabilities making cross chain, and yeah, sure if you right now when there's hardly any game gamers playing web three and there's been no breakout game to show the way, then the way right now is to attract all the maxis to to your game by being cross chain. And that's still not going to be enough to make your game successful. You need millions of gamers and there's not millions of web three gamers at the moment. Um, You know, so it's, it's, it's um the future is low friction, not that what block lords did, and it was and I literally stopped playing. I just couldn't be bothered. It was just like I can't. Where where's my hunter hero? Where's my other hero? Like whatever, I'm yeah. not playing anymore. I, I because I, they went to cross chain. Yeah,
0: and then um, but then I I liked uh I liked what um, I like what Nike did with uh Fortnite. That was a nice little uh collaboration that they did um. I made it pretty seamless. You just logged into your Nike account and, and connected it with your Epic games and, and then um, played through the little experience and, and I, it was pretty cool. I got a, a back bling and, and you get like these, uh this NFT from, from Nike as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I haven't followed that at all. Interesting. Yeah. It was, it was <laughs> pretty cool. Um okay and what what games have had some success from changing train uh chains because i've seen um you know monster chain monster move from flow to immutable and then did a mint and then canceled a week later yeah they Um, they had a really small team um and they just didn't
0: look like they were able to to move past uh they they were weren't getting the the gameplay and and transactions that they were expecting
1: um yeah well they they there was they marketed to the gamer and told the web3 crowd that you can't make money wearable about nfts not tokens so you, there's no value for, so they weren't they weren't getting any customers because their game wasn't that great i played it um and and then that they had no Web three people, you know, the, the investors interested, and then you know, so I I think that showed me that you've really got to show the benefit. Like I didn't understand the benefits of the NFTs. Though. I didn't buy any because of like I'm not gonna buy it. I don't know what they do. Like there's it wasn't real. It wasn't a high chance to get the the land if you bought the the cheap one with right. the chance of getting it. It was like two point five percent chance and what does the land do anyway? Like it was just really poorly marketed. Um, that, so was that a failure because they, because, because of the move or was it, or did the move fail to correct generate interest or did they just not market right to their, and you I, know, I, to I'd the, read, to, i read,
0: you know, I read the, the, the team's message and it, it really did seem like it was more of an internal problem than, than, um, the ecosystem itself. So, um, yep. it, it just seemed like they, they ran out of, of steam and ran out of runway with what they had internally, um, mm. which is is unfortunate. But then you have things like Deviant Factions um, that's done really well, you know? Um,
1: yeah. And,
0: and then um, also there was another game as well. Um, trying to think of, oh, Goons of Ballotroon, right? Hmm. Um, that that's doing well as well. So
1: they're actually leaving immutable to get to yeah, Elysium. It looks like they are. So it's interesting to see how that happened. Is that like, they were not having much success in, in, in immutable, very low volume of even primary sales um, of all of their packs and stuff. Actually decided to do better lately than they first, when I first got into it months ago, but uh, you know, whatever reason, so all these games that, you know, Supremacy left BNB to come to Immutable over a year ago now, and they never had much success. So, like, people are going to say, oh, that's because the chain's not performing for them. But this is just showing the Web3 world that don't know games that well that 95% of games fail, fail to get to reach profitability and die. And you're not gonna and putting a token or an NFT in it isn't gonna change that outcome. And I think today's episode, kinda the examples we've given are shown that that, you know, that's what's gonna happen. And with Web3 they've got an opportunity to market to a different audience by ch- saying they're going to change chains or introduce cross chain or things like that. And that's the only reason I can see that do that. Just uh, because they're not str- they're struggling to get numbers where, you know, look across the ages, I follow them pretty closely. Fun game fun uh, easy access it's got a huge plans they market really well and their wallets are go with the nfts are going up every single week by 5 to 10 15 they've gone from eight hundred, eight thousand 8000 to 8600 in, in a couple of weeks it's not it's slow growth but it's they've got web 2 people as well which i didn't know i thought they had 8000 total players they've got 65000 players that are web 2 players And some of them are getting hooked and coming over and buying NFTs and joining the NFT community. And that's how they're growing. Right. And
0: and that's with like the, the mobile first really helped them um, a lot, you know, because they, they,
1: a lot of people are
0: just going to download the game. They see it in the, in the Apple store, something like that. And eventually they get hooked and they realize that, Hey, I can buy these packs in game and they're actually in, NFTs, So um, Mm. it's a great way to to get things started because um, I know that when I'm playing a game and I start to reach a a plateau of where I can get without purchasing something in game, um, I'm more likely to purchase it when I can just grab it from my phone um, easily like that. So it's Mm. a
1: very smart way of doing it. But yeah, uh, I'm pretty sh- certain if you see that growth continue, you're not going to see them go cross-chain. Um, they did change from Polygon to Mutable, yep. but that was a once that was a decision tech- for technical reasons, not because the game wasn't out yet when they did that. So, um, yeah, interesting. We see to track this game tra- tra- changing these blockchains, um, um, you know, c- consolidating these games going cross-chain reasons for them doing it it'd be interesting to see how it all uh, this all turns out in the long run i, I want to go forward five years and see what, what the end result is <laughs> who, who who if we're right and who won if we are <laughs> i know right it's gonna be yeah.
0: it's gonna be an interesting lab, landscape and when you have um you know g- uh, game studios like ubisoft and, and things like that starting to enter the the web3 uh atmosphere or ecosystem you know you have things like Assassin's Creed coming to Web 3. You have uh, a lot of um, large game empires starting to, to realize the, uh, um, mm. you know, the scene and, and how it really helps gamers um, in the long run. Um,
1: cool. that, that's and uh, sorry, go ahead. No, sorry. You go
0: that's something that i look forward to in in the near future is is seeing already cemented um, gaming companies realize um, realize the call of of gamers and and what the, their you know what is going to be a long-term solution to in-game ownership um, i i honestly can't wait for something like call of duty uh, to implement um, the the skins being tradable assets um there's a huge huge outcry in the in the uh counter-strike community because they're starting to ban accounts of uh, prominent traders of in-game skins um so you're seeing millions of dollars worth of skins being stuck in game because of, of accounts being banned right now.
1: Yeah. What, the, what these gamers don't understand is how hard it is for to build a, a item skins market like the Valve's got for CSGO and Dota. Like, it's not a very simple task to do that. And, like, even, even though it's controlled centrally by them... Like I got hacked, I think I told you in the past in dota because I was so dumb. I'm not gonna go into the story because it's embarrassing um, and I got like a thousand dollars worth and no, that was about five thousand dollars worth of skin stolen and about th- it was over a thousand items that I'd built up over eleven thousand hours of playing, including my Akana that had three thousand uh three hundred and sixty wins on it oh. um yeah, and so um i I found out that they had the ban on the um Sorry, they had a time lock on that account, and I was contacting them, and they were saying, "No, sorry, we can't give it back to you. We, that's, we don't, we don't allow that, you know." But I'm like, you can see that it's obvious that I've been hacked, and they're like, "Yeah, but that's just our policy. We don't replace anything stolen." And like, and the number one reason they gave is because it'll create inf- inflation. Yeah. So you're saying you have a controlled environment. You don't have blockchain. You can literally just go into your database and delete that item out of your database. And you can't and just give it, or even just move it back to me through a data, like a manual database move, and they don't, they can't even get that to done properly. Um, and then, so I did was the happy ending of the story was that I was able to get them banned um, before they could transfer any out of that account. So my uh, Arabicicana is gone forever. No one gets to to use it. So I was happy, That made me made up made up for it anyway. So. <laughs> Not made up for it, just kind of like yeah. softened the blow a bit. The, the scammer didn't—they didn't profit from my stupidity. Yeah, no, I guess. But I get um, you. yeah, and the gamers just won't understand how blockchain. They don't understand how blockchain solves this. You see people on Twitter saying blockchain solves this as a joke, but it does solve it. Yeah, because two reasons. It it stops if it keeps gets the scamming into your hands. It's your it's your responsibility completely. Um, you know, so you, you need to take control of that situation and, you know, and it's a lot easier to hold your keys than give you a lot, than, you know, I mean like to not get scammed once you learn how to get scammed in blockchain. But the social engineering that they do on, that I got done by was anyone can get done by that. It's it's the wrong moment, the wrong time where I'm never giving my, never logging into an account or where my, where my wallet is, as soon as there's a wallet involved. I'll be very careful when I log in anywhere because of that. Um, And then the other thing is it's the mentality. Your ownership is being on the blockchain is an agreement with the game developer that you can own stuff and trade it where no one ever, there's no feeling of that with CSGO or Dota. Yeah. It's it's, it's
0: like an unspoken thing.
1: um, It's a nice little feature that we allow you to have. It's, yep. You know, it's it's a feature, and if we decide to take it away, that's fine. So don't get too used to it. But well, that's that's the mentality. I think it was well, bored. It was shown. It was it, it yeah. was absolutely shown by by
0: banning the accounts of of large traders, right?
1: Yeah, they've done that before. I think this time it's got to do with um, gambling sites, though, as well. So uh, Valve has notoriously been against gambling sites. So. But it, um, in the end, um, it is gambling. Like these kids, these people are opening
0: crates to at, for a chance to get a rare skin. So let
1: you know, me let me it rephrase it, that. Call it what it is. You know. Let me rephrase my let me rephrase my point. Valve has notoriously been against gambling when it's not their own gambling. Exactly. There we go. There we go. Sorry. Because <laughs> they do like a little gamble when it, when they're profiting from it directly. Exactly. Anyway. Um, um, yeah, so I think that's pretty much it for this week's episode. Um, you I, forgot to mention one, you've, you've got two points to talk about still. Oh, what's that? Well, two, one that about the, um, GameStop, okay. uh, YouTube, um, tell us GameStop player, the, 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 you were going to tell us about the outcome of those, um, AMAs and what your thoughts that's are. That's right. That's right. That's right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So, um,
0: Telos and uh, had a had a little community town hall type thing, uh, talking about their their partnership with uh, GameStop, and um, they were talking about um, how Telos is taking the uh, route of more of a L zero, um, and this is really interesting because it allows um, Telos to be really chain agnostic. Um, allowing games to uh, build out their own um, basically purpose-built L2s, um, and and that's something that's pretty interesting and allows um, al- allows you to build basically where wherever you want, and um, the the wallet connection would be on the player itself, right? So um, assets that you have, say, on IMX or on Loopring or on Polygon, you have your your wallet connected to the player itself, and the player itself would then go out and read those assets and then pull them into said games that are there. Um, it, it also gave me the feel that, um, you know, TELUS really does need GameStop a lot um they, mm-hmm. they they need the user base they need the uh
1: the returning user base as well um there was a
0: large focus on on that uh aspect of things where where Teles really is is hoping to bring um a lot of of new and returning users that um, GameStop has and they were using um, a lot of numbers from the GameStop Pro Rewards users that, that GameStop has as well as the um, initial sales from games um, because GameStop actually uh, accounts for a large percentage of of um, initial sales for games so that's that's a large percentage um, factor for games that are coming out as well having gamestop as a uh partner getting the new games in front of gamers eyes um is a big thing you know so all in all um i thought that the the ama was very uh informative it gave uh a better light on where uh i feel telos is in the partnership Um, I feel it gave a better understanding of of how I I see these different chains integrating in um, and where Telos sits since it is positioning itself as
1: an L0. Yeah, what I don't understand is like we had an earlier discussion on this earlier. Sorry, we discussed this earlier before before the pod to, to give me a bit of understanding, which I didn't do any research, sorry, but like what I don't understand maybe if you are able to answer it is how does it, how does Telos have anything to do that? Why is GameStop player need Telos? Why do they need to be layer zero when Elixir has just integrates the wallets of all the games? I think uh, 10 now, um, means yeah. why on earth would player need Telos? Is it Telos paying GameStop just to get, you know, in their name, put next to GameStop? And I think a lot tel- of it is that, um, like I said, the, the
0: the reach that Telos has, or excuse me GameStop has with gamers um, is hands down one of the biggest, right? So being mm. able to have your name thrown in with that um, is big. And then also them doing the um, the testing of, of their network and showing that they're able to do 15,000 TPS um really bolstered like their speed claims as well so i think that when looking at native uh blockchain speed uh i think that's what
1: really impressed the the GameStop team yeah okay um i still i still don't understand what GameStop need them for so you know layer 0 on a on a, on a player like there's no NFT sitting on it. There's, there's just going to be games launching out of a, out of a launcher. So how does how how does games need them other than the funding that they might have received from it? That's about it. Yeah, I in mean, my that opinion, that's still that's still to be seen.
0: You know, and, and that's that's yeah. not something they answered during the AMA. Un- unfortunately, I wasn't able to join when it was live. I had to watch it afterwards, and they mm-hmm. were answering questions from uh some of the people but a couple of them were they were they were real they were real softball kind of questions
1: (laughs) okay line up our (laughs) friends to answer the questions yeah well it's interesting yeah well uh, anyway so it sounds like any game will be able to be on it as long as it goes through elixir which is pretty easy to get onto elixir like elixir is not all they do is just make sure your game is fun so immutable doesn't really have non like clicker games on their, on their platform anyway, even though it's open source. um, yeah, Sorry. It, yeah, it shouldn't. It permissionless. Should, yeah, exactly. It should, it should be pretty frictionless when, in,
0: when in terms of getting on there and, and getting eyes on your game. Um, and and I think it, it's good for competition. Honestly, um, I, I think we, in, in this ecosystem, there's some games that are way above and beyond Others, they're they are not equal, and um, when we're putting them next to each other and you actually have you know them side by side in the same launcher, which game do you go to? And I think that's where we're gonna see the big standouts. We're gonna see things like Curaverse and and um, Illuvium Overworld and and
1: um, all Ember Sword, Ember Sword, Ember Sword, and we're gonna Did you see, see there see their white paper they've launched this week they just they just they
0: just tweeted this morning too and i I need to look at that and um and actually i'm in a clan or a a guild excuse me for uh for embersword and um what the the person that's actually running the guild reached out to me this morning and said hey how you doing? And I was like, good. You know, like, uh, and it looks like they're getting ready to ramp up guild activity. Um, so they're asking if
1: I want to be part of the team management. And, uh I was like, Oh, yeah, interesting. Absolutely. Nice. So, um, I'm, I'm going to be in, in
0: one of the guilds as a, as a leader there. And I don't know in what capacity yet, so we'll see how that goes, but I'm excited for it. And
1: then, mm. um, uh, also, Sparkadia, the Sparkball, um, super fun. We we got fun. So nice we got to play to together last
0: night, and um, mm. at, you know we won our first game, which was <laughs> bloody brilliant.
1: And then it was
0: <laughs> downhill from there. Okay. Uh, yeah.
1: No, I think we, we lost everyone after that. <laughs> we, we absolutely <laughs> did lose
0: every single one after that. But um, I can say that I had a good time um yeah i i have to admit that i need to sit there and read all of the different um abilities properly so Mm. that when i'm building out my character um they have they have a thing if you haven't played yet uh pay attention because when you level up or as you're gaining gold you use that gold to purchase abilities um Mm. also when you start the game, you get a free ability. Uh, you get to pick between one of the two and make sure that you do that. Otherwise, you will be playing with a disadvantage, a very noticeable disadvantage.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, 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 it's either that or my ping being in Australia, playing, a, say, the servers are all American, maybe Southeast Asia, and even Southeast Asia's. A miles away from me right. um and that's something it, it, i wish it, they would show is the mm, the ping. um ping. it doesn't yeah. actually show an indicator of of what your latency
0: is uh so that's something that would would be helpful um right now since it isn't like for money i guess uh it, it's acceptable but i can see where um you're trying to play in tournament or something like that and and uh it would not be but I yeah. I thoroughly had fun, even though we lost a lot. <laughs> Do you know, the,
1: the, the, the funnest game I had, well, obviously fun playing with you, with, with a team of uh, three of us and four yeah. when my partner got on. Uh, but I did, I think I told you earlier that I did by chance queue by my first or second second game. I think it was the third game I ever played, so I still didn't have a clue what I was doing. And um I was I got on the uh with Chandler, the founder of Sparkball on my team and the devs and they were testing uh the mic. So we were talking uh over mic to each other. And uh they were just literally not even concentrating on the game. And <laughs> like half the time they'll be just talking and test, try this, try that, like and then we literally won that game. And they someone passed me a square ball. To an open goal, the the, uh, the the defender was going out to him to get to defend to hit hack the guy with the ball, and he passed it square to the middle of the goal mouth. And I I received the ball and shot and scored a goal. The only thing I've done good in the whole entire time I've played it was that. But it was quite funny. Um, I told them because I they know me because I talked them in Discord a lot, and I've actually had a chat up um an individual like ticket where I've t- chatted with three people in the, in the, about the game and that um with Chandler and a couple other people and I told them it was Rubik because I have a different in-game name and they're like, oh, no way, no way. So it was kind of really funny um, That's hilarious. moment I really enjoyed. But I did find out some some rumor, if you wanted me to go on to to be a bit of speculatory or a bit of a rumor. Um, sure. It's not a rumor, it's a bit speculation. Me putting heaps of little pieces of information together over my time. But we've mentioned before that Sparkadia did a, 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 um, a mint off Immutable um, and, he asked me, I told him that I used to recruit for Immutable when I was a third-party recruiter and never met Robbie, but just told him, I, you know, and he said to me, under the underlying comment, did you hire Daniel Payes? Daniel Payes is got God's Unchained's new executive producer, I think, like a high-up guy in God's Unchained. Right. Because, so Immutable sounds like they may have poached Spark, Spark 80 as a high-up member of their development team. So maybe that's a little bit of a you Know, watch and watch and see what happens here. Moment because <laughs> you know what people are like when they get their star employees kind of poached by a competitor, <laughs> yeah. We will watch that, and are su- see. <laughs> that are supposed to be partners, <laughs> so, we will watch and see.
0: But uh, I, I, would, I would imagine that if they did poach them, they would probably still give them some pretty good support. So,
1: um, oh, but you get, personally, this is the way I look at it, I don't see it that way. Someone that's relying on that person as an employee yeah. and they're doing a good job could see it as a different way. But ultimately, every person's decisions their own. And what happens if immutable didn't? If the guy was looking to move, he was looking to move. If someone else come along and po- poached him, they could have just been. He would have just been somewhere else. So it's up to you to keep your staff and to set the environment that they don't want to leave. So um, you know you t- you can't take it personally, even though that happens a lot and if you can't disconnect from that you're going to be disappointed as a founder over and over again because people are just going to move over and over again because well, humans right and and really yeah. it's about a um it's about a fit it's about
0: how comfortable you feel in the position and it also makes uh, sense about the the people around you about you and and if you want a change you will find change uh trust me
1: yeah yeah and being a recruiter you see i, I when i went into recruitment i was a company man i was a do everything and everything and anything and loyalty and all this for the company. And 15 years of recruiting and interviewing people, asking them why did they leave or why are they looking and hearing 15, 20, 30 year people being made redundant because they're no longer needed in that business, you know, just completely backstabbed by a company they've given 20 years to. You're kind of like, my tune changed and went, ah, oh, I'm loyal, but I put myself first, whatever's going to me- benefit me and my family comes first. If that's more money, if that's if that's better work-life balance, if it's better challenge, whatever my goals are, no longer does company loyalty come into it. From that 30, 15 years of of being a recruiter and seeing companies, you know, I'm not saying every company does this, but what I'm saying is, you know, you've got to look after yourself first, and that that's and that's where I, why my opinions on the, on this matter is that way. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, it, it, it at the end of the day, it's a corporate entity and. Um you know, we are more important than that. And, um, you know, we're, we're people and we need, uh, we have needs and things like that. So I can, yeah. I can see exactly what you're talking about.
1: Rounding off on Spark Idea, uh, Spark Ball though, back to the game. It's an it's a open beta for another seven or eight days. It's on Steam it's amazing if you like MOBAs or action-based team-based sports if you can get a group of people to play it's way more fun than on your own way more down hands down
0: much better when you can get a group of friends um you know get you yourself and three other friends whatever jump into a game um find out what your favorite archetype is um figure out which character it is you're 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 good with um I, I wound up playing with Hot Paws a lot. Um, he's a beast. Uh I <laughs> and and um it it just turned out to be really fun, even though I wasn't the greatest at it. But I'm I'm of the type where I'm gonna jump back in there today and I'm gonna figure out what it was that I was doing wrong or uh what it was I was doing right and just try to kinda iron it out, you know? And um I'm was, really I'm really was... excited.
1: I was worried about it being very model off League of Legends, being a Dota player, and you know just genuinely, like, Dota is a more difficult game. Right. It doesn't have as ma- doesn't have as many players for one reason, and that's because it's a way harder learning curve than League. I played Dota for three, four thousand hours. I had a job interview with Riot, so I started playing League, and I literally had no idea what I was doing and was completely dominating in Dota at at the lowest ranks if you go in there and don't play your best you're going to get slaughtered there's no we- there's no weak there's no weakness there's no poor players it's very very like everyone's like hardcore gamer in Dota where league has a lot of casuals it's, it's much simpler game unfortunately Spark ADR is more like Dota it is not a simple game to to learn there's a fair few yeah there is look you, you can pl- you can play it in but to to master it, it's like easy to play, but hard to master. In uh, yeah. league, is it's it's a bit more difficult than league, in my opinion, to pick up. Um, there's a lot more. There's more, one more ability than league. Uh, there's actual the alternative um, me, uh, metas to it, like breaking the towers down, the nuance of the ball. So it's just you got to be patient give yourself 50 games before you think even going to have a clue what you're doing in it. But, um, if you've got that time and that patience, um, it'll pay off because it's a really, really fun game.
0: Yeah. I thought a thousand percent agree. Uh, if you, if you Mm -hmm. have the time to sit down uh, a little bit of patience goes a long way and, and, um, dive in and and try to figure out which one, which characters you like, which you don't like, um, and and go into the (laughs) discord and, and give some feedback. Um, yeah. that's what this time is all about
1: the thing is though there's only eight, 8 characters at the moment and to be excellent at these type of games you have to understand what the enemy can do to you, so if you play the one character that you f- all the time over and over again and you don't understand what the enemy can their, their capabilities are like for example, one of the abilities turns into a, a rock or something and it can't take any damage for 3 seconds and if you don't know that and you're spending all your big and damage things on it in that while well, it's in that phase, you are completely playing the game wrong and going to yeah. get slaughtered. Yeah, so exactly. If, you, you're really, you, yeah.
0: if you're using your alt when uh, they turn into rock form, uh, you're going to have yeah. a bad time because you're not going to do any yeah. damage.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you got to you got to kind of like it's a fair bit of work to get up to speed and. Consider there's only eight characters and I still, like, I'm struggling to know what to do after about 15 games. Um, you know, couldn't play Dota or League where they've got over 100 characters and you got to learn all their abilities to be able to the same thing. So it's not as bad a learning curve as those two yet, but it, it will be getting it now be. while, it's own, that, well, that's while the, there's only eight.
0: Exactly. And that's a big thing. Um, I think there, there's going to be a, a large, uh, you know, increase in, in characters and, and abilities and things like that as well as you're going to have like nerfs too. So you're going to have certain abilities like taken away or taken down in stats and things like that. When you, when you see people start to build these teams and take advantage of some of the abilities, um, you're going to have certain things lose power or gain power, vice versa. So I'm looking forward to that.
1: Yeah. Anyway, that's uh spark going to be playing it the next week. So yeah, hopefully see you in there. Absolutely, I can't um, wait. Um, there's a fair bit of. I missed my um, newsletter this last week because of uh, computer being in for uh, getting fixed. Came back; it's a little bit quieter. I can actually hear myself think when I'm using the computer now, so it's awesome. good. Awesome. But there's a so, so big big lineup of news coming this uh, tomorrow night or the next night. Um, yeah, I can And wait also get an IMX. A, yeah, I'm going to update the ecosystem system map today as well and put that up so we can see all the latest games and. Some of the some games are going, going to be leaving the, the, um, the ecosystem as well because I just haven't heard anything from them and they've announced other chains. So uh, I'll be removing a couple as well as adding the new ones on it. and awesome. uh, So yeah, keep an eye out for those ones.
0: Awesome, awesome. Can't wait for that. Uh, I think that wraps up our episode today for Gamers Galaxy. Thank you for joining and I hope to have you back next week. Bye,